0: it's all for, it. it's all about this, you play for this, no matter what level you're at, you play for championship. I said, you
1: you're going to have an interview,
0: and we're going to make sure that I find out what is this cat know. to the coach them hard love them harder show coaching show dedicated to all my coaches leaders mentors ceos ceos car salesmen i don't care who you are uh you can gain something out of this um i truly believe so i appreciate you guys make sure you pound the like button hit subscribe become a member today it's a dollar ninety nine a month you guys spend more than that at fucking starbucks every day um you guys are welcome to join in. I will share the link in the chat. You guys can chime in. You can call in. Uh, you can call in with your you straight up like Zoom, but much better than Zoom. Um, I think it's a lot more interactive. There's less glitches. Um, and, you know, you can chalk it up, ask questions, whatever you want to do. I'm going to give you what I want to give you. And then from that point on, uh, you're willing to ask questions, do whatever you want going to do. Um, yeah, get Get your pen and pad. Like I said, I tell you guys all the time, if you're coaches, you want to coach seriously or you just want to be a a walk-on, slap-dead coach uh, who I don't even consider a coach. I consider you a, a volunteer observer because when you coach, I just want to be clear, when you coach, you work. Coaches work the game. We don't watch the game. Too many of us watch practice. We watch film. But we're not working the film. We're not working practice. We're not working the game. So get you guys one of these. Dick the phones like I told you guys. Go on Amazon. Get you one of these recording devices. Carry it around. Look how little it is. It weighs like 8 ounces. It's so light. You sit there and record everything you see at practice. And boom, boom, boom. Record it. Pause it, record whatever you don't like. If you're the head coach, you can take notes on everything right here. Plugs right into your computer. Prints out the notes. You can have it for your staff that night or that next day or however you construct your program. And it also is for you to go back home and learn from your damn mistakes that you did that day or what you saw that you want to correct. Correction is not criticism. Make sure you remember that. And when you when you correct somebody, you show you that you care. Contrary to belief, but uh, anyway, we're going to get after it, and uh, you know, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag, head on over to betonline.ag, sign up today, get you 50% welcome bonus using the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and uh, we've got NBA playoffs, none tonight, we've got tomorrow, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball is in full swing, And you got the Kentucky Derby this weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Make sure you tell all your mothers hello, you love them, for shotting your asses out uh, into this damn world we're in. So, interesting world we're in to say the least. But anyway, appreciate everybody coming on over. Um, Promo code believe B-L-E-A-V, tell them JB sent you. Get you 50% off, welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Check it out. Uh, also, this show is brought to you by DV Sport, the world leader in video editing for all football and NCAA basketball. If you don't know, if you've ever seen uh, Tom Brady on his MacBook or on his uh, laptops and all those guys, and then all the NFL and NCAA basketball instant replays, that is all conducted by DV Sport. Craig Davis, great dude, uh, helps me out. I'm probably one of the only coaches in the country to have DV Sport at the house so I can share a video with you, fine folks. So spread the word, let them know. Anyone wants to get better at this profession and sharpen your tools for your tool shed, join me every Tuesday and Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific on the West Coast, 8 p.m. Eastern on the East Coast. And uh, we'll get after it, man. We'll chalk it up. Nothing's personal, don't take it personal. If I cuss your ass out, it's because you are in this coach's room just like you're in a meeting room and you're an assistant coach or a player. Take it, don't disrespect it, understand it's not personal, it's all business and I'm here to get you better and maybe you can get me better. So I don't know everything, I don't tend to know everything. All I know is football's a thieves game, we need to steal from each other, massage it, make it our own, create it, make it better. And it's all about the babies. If you ain't about the babies, then you should get the fuck out of the profession. If you just want to wear a polo, then go do that shit and go bowling. Get into a bowling league with your buddies and drink beer all day. Because a lot of you slapdicks out here half-assing coaching. Don't coach half-assing. This ain't a one-foot-in, one-foot-out profession. This is all feed-in, all gas, no brakes. 24-7, 365. Please understand what I just said. We're the ones taking phone calls at midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., your player's in jail, player got no fight, player got a girl pregnant, got issues. Your job is to put out the fire before it continues to go blow on the head coach's desk. Make sure you realize that. If you're an assistant coach, do you know what the number one job description of your title is? Do you know the number one job of an assistant coach, what it is? Do any of you know? A lot of you guys sit there, Ah, it's to prepare the kids. It's to be loyal. No, it's to protect the head coach. That is your number one job as an assistant, protect the head coach. And when you realize what that means and what it entails, you will be much better off. It is to protect the head coach at all cost, and once you understand that, then you'll realize um, what that means. That means you keep shit off the head coach's desk. You make his you make his um, job easier by keeping bullshit off his desk, and that means you're the head coach of your position. He hired you f- to do something. Respect the fact that he hired you. And if he cusses you out, he cusses you out. It ain't personal. He hired you. Stop sucking your teeth and bitching and moaning about coaches and men and leaders cussing assistants out. It's part of it. Not personal. I just don't get the, the ideology that you guys get mad and want to quit and talk shit about the coach behind his back and backstab him and dirty mack him. When he hired you, like, to me, it doesn't make any sense. So, um, the number one job of an assistant coach is to protect the head coach, Ross. The head coach's number one job is to get players matriculated, educated, and graduated. And secondly, we'll get coaches moved on as well. They will get them jobs. They'll, they'll escalate their their level of coaching to another level. And our, 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 at the end of the day, you guys should be aspiring to become what's called a master coach. And there's five levels within being a, a master coach. And I say 75% of coaches across the country, Division One, NFL, otherwise, are not even close to being a master coach. And as we we build this class and as we get on next week, we'll talk about master coach and and, and, and what it entails and what the what the steps and processes are. But there's a lot to it, and uh, we'll get into it. Um, a lot of you guys have to understand, though, this isn't just coaching up X's and O's like some you know uh, chalk war at the AFCA or on Zoom. This is about real fundamental football, how to build programs, how to create a culture, how to instill discipline, how to run a weight room, how to run off-season conditioning, how to have non-negotiables? All these things go into running a program. If you're just here to just to call X's and O's and want to see how big your dick is, and I want to call plays, you should go do go to go go on YouTube, dog, <laughs> and go listen to some slap dick who just wants to call plays. Everybody can call plays, just so you know. What else can you recruit? Can you get kids to run through a wall? Can you get them to buy in? Can you understand what it takes to get a kid classes and get them out of your school and get new kids in? So four-year schools recognize who you are as a coach. So if you do want to coach at the next level, you have tangible offerings. Everyone thinks, oh, I got the best play in the country. Why don't you got a job then? (laughs) Dog, it don't matter. They don't care. You got to have something they need. And... That starts with the best players, obviously, but it also, what can you do? Can you get the kid graduated? Can you get multiple kids graduated over time? Be consistent. Make these coaches recognize you and then be sound in how you coach and teach and not some slapdick out there, you know, wearing sunglasses on your fucking phone, bent over, drinking your hand. Those are the worst fucking so-called coaches there are and some of you guys probably do it and sitting there like damn i'm just here to give you the real shit if you coach with a drink in your hand you're not a coach you're an observer please understand it you're not a coach um i do not believe it can't coach with fucking drink in your hand big gulp i've seen motherfuckers with big gulps i'm just like you gotta be shitting me in the weight room, kicked up, foot on the, on the, against the wall, just watching. We don't watch. We work. We coach. Go find out the definition of coach to get you where you could not get yourself. We're here to get the players where they couldn't get themselves. You can't do that, Kick back, laying on the fucking wall, chilling, drinking a big gulp. So, anyway, uh, Let's get it going. TJ, what's going on? One of my former players in the house. Um, just my little JV Daily rant for you guys. I know you guys love them. Um, quote of the day. This is crucial and critical, I think, in coaching and teaching. All right. Before you can coach others, you must learn to coach yourself. I truly believe it. Um... We are we we far too often sit around here and we want to yell at a kid. We want to. Direct a kid in the wrong damn way. And these kids are not stupid. You may call them dumb. You may call them slow. You may call them all these things. They are not stupid. They're going to see right through the bullshit. They're going to see if you're genuine. Number one. And they're going to see if you know what the fuck you're talking about, number two, real quick by how genuine you are and how much of the it factor you have. And if they buy into your shit, you can be a complete slapdick when it comes to X's and O's. But those kids believe in you as a human that you have their best interest at heart and they will believe every single thing you say and think you're fucking Nick Saban. I don't care if you're a slapdick running back coach just learning. If you have the heartbeat of that team and that group in the classroom and in when you've got meetings and when you're in um, study halls and when you're chasing them around, they believe in you. They will believe in you on the field at practice. They will run through a wall for you. But do you have the it factor? You have to, you have to learn to coach yourself before you can go out and coach others. Or we're just becoming, ignorance is life-threatening, we're doing them a disservice, you guys are just running around acting like you want to be coaches, um, so please get that and understand that and, uh, we can have a, uh, a better day, it's a great day to have a great fucking day by the way, um. Still sunny on the West Coast. Beautiful day. Talk some football shit. 41 people in here right now. Hey, let's grow the show. Get it going. We had an 80 in here the other day. Make sure you let everybody know. Hit the bell notification. Subscribe. Become a member today. Um, Before you can coach others, you must learn to coach yourself. Make sure you realize that. And uh, I think you'll be better off. Um, I got a trivia question. So if you guys want to, somebody wants to call in and get the qu- trivia question right, I'll give you a bottle of slapdick whiskey on me, sign bottle. So if anybody you know uh, want to take a gander at the call, um, I, will put the, uh, I will put the link in the chat, and I will have a, ch- ch- uh, a question later on. Barry Ford, you sound like a slapdick. Please don't bring up no stupid-ass questions in my deal or get the fuck out. I don't got time for bullshit. Uh, Let's see. We will show some film on some different things, and we're going to get after it here. Um, So listen, I'm going to conduct this just as I would a team meeting, all right, Uh, with my staff or my players. I don't know what you guys do prior or pre-practice, but I advise you guys all, to have a plan before you actually go on the field. I guarantee by raising your hands, every single one of you, either as an assistant coach or even a head coach, because you don't know what you don't know. You go straight to practice. Kids know the time. Let's get to practice. Let's go. And we'll see you on the field, right? How many How many? am I wrong or not? All you guys, that's all you guys do. Um, Barry Ford, shut up, dog. Is this your show or mine? Motherfucker, I don't got time to answer your questions, homie. become a, You're not even a member. When you become a member, then you can fucking talk. Until then, listen and learn. Shut the fuck up. So anyway, if you guys are going to go straight to the field, right, and have... And and give the kids zero, um, you know, give the kids zero chance for success. Then you're failing as a coach, and coaching is teaching. And if you're not teaching every single rep, every single opportunity, every single day, then you're failing. You're half ass. So. please understand how to pre-plan and pre-teach your guys to give them an opportunity to have success. So what I mean, what do you mean, Coach? All right, I'm going to share the screen here. This is is our second show, team meeting number two. I'm going to conduct it just as a team meeting, okay? So basically... I don't know, if, hopefully you guys can see it. Please, somebody give me some feedback that you guys can see it. If not, I can make it bigger, because um, I can't share it like a PowerPoint like I normally would want to. It just don't work that way on my system. Um, but if you guys can see it, okay, please give me thumbs up. So, um, coach them hard, love them harder. This is our team meeting, coaches meeting, pen and pad in hand. Let's get it cracking. So, first of all... Um, we have Elaine's in the room here, a female football coach. She's coming in here to learn. I appreciate you coming in, Elaine. Please don't take offense to any of my slides. Um, it's nothing personal. I'm not a sexist or any of that shit. But I do I do, tend to be a little primitive at times. So I want to make sure you know that. But I, I, I think you know who I am or you wouldn't be in the show. So... By, by that, by being, having said that, we coach kids in this profession that usually, um, let me show my show. So we, we coach kids in this profession that are usually knuckleheads, shitbirds, fucksticks, and majority slapdicks, right? So we coach those type of kids, okay? What is the number one objective And as a coach, do you do you guys know what your number one objective is? Do you really think about what it really is? It is to give out a message. And for the kids, the players and the coaches to execute your message. That is number one. Give out. Directives, give out a message And get the team, the staff, and everyone involved to execute the message. If you can get that done, you have become an excellent coach. You've moved up the ranks as far as this coaching as being a master coach. Spit out a directive, spit out a message, and then let's go execute the message, which is ultimately the plan. I'm going to spit out a plan. I'm going to get you to execute it by understanding it in full totality, grasping the concept, and let's go out there and execute what coach gave out. That is ultimately what we do as a staff and what we do as a coach, and that's ultimately how coaches get graded and judged in this profession. So by having said that, and the reason I'm saying that with, about the women thing How do you do that, Coach AB? How do you get them to buy into your message? Because how many of you sit in front of a classroom and you're talking till you're blue and you see kids on their phones or your kids doing this shit while looking around and you're not really, you're like, damn, I don't really grab, I don't have their attention. How do you get their attention? How do you grasp, how do you keep their attention? You have to come up with innovative ways to do so. And if you're not prepping tomorrow, today, you're failing yourself and your team and your program and your staff because you have to be steps ahead of everyone else. Whether you're a position coach, a head coach, a coordinator, you have to be ahead of everyone else by steps and steps and steps. So prep tomorrow, today, meaning what? Let me come up with some quotes Let me come up with some things that's going to keep their attention. I'm going to prep pre-practice. This is my pre-practice to you. We're going to have practice in two hours, okay? Just for the sake of the drill. We're about to have practice in two hours. Some of my former players are in here. They know what it is. We're going to have practice in two hours. This is a team meeting before practice. Do any of you do that? I bet you know you don't. And do any of you show a PowerPoint about exactly what we're about to do in practice? I bet you ninety nine percent of you don't, but it's okay. That's what we're here to learn. And I get it. I get it. Animated man, when you're coaching and you're teaching, and you guys really want to soak it in and take it, this is this is good shit. This is what it's about. So take it in and love the energy and be be about it. So saying all that to say, I create powerpoints to grasp attention. They're attention seeking. Grasping fucking things that I do to make sure the kids are not sleep and we're taking full notes and we're understanding what it is. So this is a team meeting. We're going to practice in two hours. And here's the menu. All right. Here's the menu. What's on the menu? Quote of the day. Now, I gave you the quote of the day earlier. And, you know. People don't grasp the concept of this slide, okay? You guys think the slide is, what do you guys think the slide is? I don't see nothing but some fucking bell peppers and some kumquats and some squash. That's what I'm going to go get at Walmart tonight, right? Well, now you have the attention of your team right now. Elaine, right? So, you got to know your audience as well. So, understand the game has progressed Now there's females involved in the game. So obviously, I probably couldn't have this slide anymore because of PC cultures and all those things, right? But I'm not there. I'm coaching at the house, and you guys are here. If you guys like it, you do or don't. I don't really give a shit, but this is my fucking meeting, so you guys are in it. Um, So this is what, this is basically context. This is the contents of the day, what we're going to discuss, okay? What we're going to discuss today is right here. Quote of the day. So, let's just say, for instance, I already gave you my quote of the day for the show, but this is a team meeting. This is a team staff meeting, and the first thing on there is quote of the day. So, what I would do is I would go to the quote of the day. If you want something in life you never had, you'll have to do something you've never done. And it has a fish jumping out of the bowl into a, into a tank that has no other fish in it, okay? Okay. This was one of my team meetings, and this is something that I would prep yesterday for tomorrow, right? Um, So that is just kind of what I do. Um, And if you want something in life you've never had, you'll have to do something you've never done. So this this equates perfectly to this this PowerPoint. This is a pre-practice PowerPoint that I'm going to discuss with you guys. This is the, what's on the menu. Today we're going to discuss defensive terminology and why. Offensive terminology and why. Why does your methodology teach the ki- your kids? What, what does your methodology on how you name your defense and offense teach the kids? How does it work? Focus areas in practice, what you should be practicing. EDDs, everyday drills. Board, drills, angle, tackle, ball security. What are you doing? I'm going to discuss refs at practice, how we hand the football to the refs every rep. And then we can chalk talk it at the end. And you guys are welcome to call in and talk about your philosophy, what you call things on offense, what you call things on defense. And, uh, and we'll get after it. Um. So defensive terminology is the first thing we got on this deal. That was on our menu, right? So now you got the kids' attention. We do some other things. We clap it up. We get it cracking. We got music playing when we walk in. We got practice ready to go. This is an hour two hours before practice, but I want the kids to see exactly what we're going to practice so they can see it. You're you're giving them a tool for their tool shed, and you're not just showing up on the grass doing a stretch. Let's go, guys. No, we're going to, this is a full-time gig. And I don't care if you've already worked a full-time job. You're now at your full-time gig. You're now at your career, young coaches. You just worked your job at JCPenney all day. Now you're at your career. Because you want to, do. do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to uh, work and do something you want to do or have to do? Because your job is what you have to do. This is what your career is, and hopefully, this is what you want to do. So, you have to make ends meet and make your shit happen, but that doesn't mean give half-half effort to your career, which is these kids and this program and this coaching position. If this is what you really want to do and excel in it and move on, then this is what it is. So, trying to give you some tools for the tool shed. So, anyways, what is your defensive philosophy? Why we call our defense what we call it. So um, it would be nice if somebody could call in. I'll share this, the link. I would like to know some guys uh, what you guys do because it'd be easier to to uh, do it that way because I can discuss what why that is. Um, I'm going to put the link in the chat, okay? And if you guys, any of you defensive coaches, want to call in, call in, and we could chalk it up, we could chop it up, Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into it. But what is our defensive philosophy? Why we call our defense what it is? Okay. Far too often, um, I want to know what you guys call shit because it is critical. It is critical. I see too many coaches calling shit. Just fucking shit that just, Scooby-Doo, Donald Duck, orange, yellow. Why? Why are we calling our base defense orange? Coach, we call it orange 44. It's a 40 stack defense. Orange is our base and cover four is what we play behind it. Okay, that makes sense, coach. Appreciate you. It's easy for high school. Cool. I get it. That makes sense, right? But no one in America is going to call defense Orange 44, okay, besides probably a youth pop Warner or a high school program. So what are we doing as coaches? Are we trying to accelerate the players and their learning curve, or are we just trying to get through the day? So we need to start thinking about the terminology we use, although we still want to keep the KISS method, right? Keep it stupid simple. We also want to make sure that we're teaching them things to help them when they get to college. They actually know some fundamental sound verbiage. They learn the lingo. They understand what a fucking three technique is and a four eye and a two eye and a two and a zero and a shade. We're teaching real things, but nobody's going to call it defense as a coach at the next level orange 44. We're going to call it stack. We're going to call it eagle. We're going to call it quarters. We're going to call it match. We're going to call it zero. We're going to call it even zero. Sam on. Whatever your fucking terminology is, we need to use football lingo that correlates to the next level so your kids get there and have an opportunity to compete as true freshmen. Because what do they do now when they get to these four-year schools and they're not getting their their way? Their way. They enter the transfer portal. I blame the young head high school coaches and the youth coaches because we want to call it Orange 44. Now, I'm not knocking you for calling it Orange 44. I'm just giving you tools for your shed and other things to think about as to, okay, it makes sense. We we need to to name shit that's going to be relative to the next level so our kids have a fighting chance to go against a third-year sophomore that knows the program and knows the lingo. I'm not saying you need to learn Alabama's lingo. But I need. I I, I want to make sure we we use football lingo. Okay. I used to have young coaches. I was, I hired out even for like my first gig. I was coaching high school freshmen. And I had a buddy. I had, I made him the D coordinator. Kids liked him. He was he got after it, but he had he had he had names for his shit that was just blow mind blowing, right? He had sh- names for shit that was crazy. So. Uh, I was like, come on, dog. We can't name shit this, okay? We can't name it these things. Let's get some real football terminology out there. So it's just critical. I want you guys to understand where I'm coming from and why we call our defense what we call it, why we call our offense what we call it. That is what I'm trying to get through to you guys. Um, why do you call it what you call it? Period. Um, any defensive coaches in here, call in. I just put the chat. the Link is in the chat. Call in and let me know what you call a defense before I move on. Secondly, what is your base defense? What does that mean, coach? This is what base defense means, okay? We get to a team that we've scouted all week that we're in 10 personnel and they're in two-by-two. And all the film we've broken down is in two by two. And that's all they do. And we that's what we scouted. We put a scouting report together. We got a we this is game four. We got 250 plays of 10 personnel doubles. And we're going into this game playing this 10 personnel doubles team. Well, guess what? They came out in fucking 12 personnel. Ace formation, slot sting, double tight end, and you are now fucked. Do you have a base defense that you can check into that you're sound against every possible formation and personnel grouping? I bet you 99% of you have not a clue what I even talk about. Hell no, Coach. We only got 50 front end and shit. We get double tied in. Fuck. We got to call timeout and then we go to get gashed anyway. You have to install in the spring and the summer your base defense. Orange 44, whatever the fuck you call it. Install a base defense that you can check into anything. Any formation walks out there, personnel grouping or a formation, you can check in to a front and a coverage just by a single word, whatever you call it, stack, even, hawk. And you know what it is. That's our base. We jumped into it. So at least we're sound. It doesn't matter what formation it is, what personnel grouping, we are at least got a fighting chance. We are sound against that for offensive formation. Do you guys have that in place? I'm just asking a question. I don't th- I bet you don't. I bet you don't. So, it's not to knock you. I'm just throwing it out there. What is your base? Can it defend every formation? Every formation. Empty, 12, 22, 21, slot, 21i. Every single formation. 10 trips, 10 doubles. Can we get into 12 trips, 12 doubles, 11, 11 doubles, 11 wing, 11 slot, 11 three by one, dead tight inside. Can you cover every formation that in your base coverage, in your base front, in your base defense? What is your base defense? Um. Is it your fail safe? Is it your fail safe base? Whatever your base is, it has to be your fail safe. It has to be get out of trouble, check into it. Let's be able to defend what we haven't seen on film because we have taught our kids, we prepped tomorrow today and we have everything already installed with our kids in our base. In our base and then the, set, the last question you ask about your base, do the kids know it inside and out? Because if they don't, then you fail them again. Do your kids know your base inside and out? That means, do they know where the three techniques sets to the strength or are we an under team? Are we an over front or are we an under front? Are we set into the strength of the formation or are we set into the strength of the field? What are we doing and do our kids understand every intricacy in that defense? Is it not only our fail safe, it is our base and it can defend any formation and personnel grouping on in ever invented in football. Those are what you have to ask yourself if you're a D coordinator. And that's what you have to ask yourself. If you're a football coach and you want to get better. So, What is your defensive philosophy? Is should be number one, and what is it? Are we a pursuit team? Are we eleven hats to the football? What is your defensive philosophy? It should be all over your facility. It should be wrapped all over your weight room. It should be wrapped in the defensive staff room, in your meeting rooms. As a coordinator, what is our defensive philosophy? And then why we call our defense what we call it? Name our base defense. What is our base defense? Can it defend every formation there's ever invented? Is it our fail safe? And do the kids know it inside out? All those things underneath what your defensive philosophy is is the critical part. Because your philosophy sets the tone for all the things you do. And we're gonna get into it. Um, secondly, um, Damien, you came in, but I, I think something happened. Uh, why do you specific... What do you do specifically to teach this defense? Your base defense, your whatever defense you're calling it. What do you do specifically to teach this? What group drills do you do in practice daily? What endo drills do you do per, per position daily what's your edds your everyday drills do we board drill do we angle tackle daily uh do we talk it walk it and show it daily do we present powerpoints like i'm presenting right now at practice daily before practice i'm talking about about the upcoming practice so this is a pre-practice meeting we're having okay um, and these are things that's on the agenda right this is what we're working with right so that's what I'm showing you, and that's what I want you guys to see. Um, and it goes from everything. You see this stuff. This is today's goals for practice, right? Be on time. Give 100% effort today. Run on and off the field. What, is our, what are we trying to make sure we do 100% of today? What is our focus? We're going to run it on and off the field, never walk on the field. We're going to keep our helmets strapped up on the field, mouthpiece in during football drills ball security on offense, proper tackling on defense. We're going to have fast tempo. Even if you don't know what you're doing, go fast. These are things you're telling your kids before you ever hit the field. You're giving them a fighting chance to, so when you do yell at them, they know why. Um, Here, Field rules. Do you guys have field rules? Have you implemented helmet rules? Have you f- implemented everything we do on the green grass, on the turf? Are you implementing these things that you're teaching them pre-practice? Hey, on the field, we got our helmets strapped up, both straps, all time on the green. Mouthpiece is in during drills. Mouthpiece can hang in the cage during non-drills, but it better be in during drills. We run everywhere on the field, station to station, period to Period. Whatever it may be, we run off the field. Unstrap the helmet. Why do we run off the field? What if there's an injury? What if there's too many people on the field? We got to get a guy off the field. You practice what you preach. Perfect practice makes perfect. Not practice makes perfect. Perfect practice. Run the motherfuckers off the field so you can get your personnel right or you a coach may screw up. Save the coach. Players win games. Coaches lose them. I tell you that all the time. Um, set the tone. This is, this is first practice. So here's our schedule. We're showing our players what our schedule is. So I want them to have a fighting chance. They get to see the schedule. Pre-practice. Board drills. We got offensive installed. 10 to win. We go into indo. Um, you know, we're going to have... Mesh, this is everything that you're seeing. This is a practice right here. Special teams, one-on-one, seven-on-seven. Then we're going to end with perfect plays. So, and then this is the second practice. This was like when we had 200 players and we had to have two practices, by the way. You guys don't have to know this shit. This is a little something you don't need to worry about. But anyway, you see the times on the two this one started at 8:20. This one starts at 10:20 because it's two different practices back to back because we had 200 fucking players, okay? Um, water breaks. I don't give them. I never have. You coach or your station coach will allow you to get a water break at his discretion, et cetera, et cetera. OK? So listen, for offensive purposes, ball security is job security, okay? This is what we're teaching. You're showing it before you go to practice. You show it before you go to practice. Place the point of the ball in the palm, four fingers split in the point, just like this, four points of pressure, okay? We're showing them. We have a ball in our hand. I'm having, I have a ball in my hand, and I'm showing the offense during this pre-practice meeting. Then we're going to show it again. We're going to show it how it curves your wrist so the side of the ball is resting against it. Tuck the ball, wrap the ball. So there's no punching it from the behind. There's no way to get the ball ripped out if you're the defense. We're showing it every single way on this PowerPoint so the players see it before we ever hit the field. All right? This is what we want. How not to hold the football on the left. Okay? We don't want that. See there's air in there? There's this is a strip sack or a strip fumble waiting to happen. We want it like this. We want that ball like that. In our you have to go through our heart to get the football. That is how we hold the football. That's why we led the nation in junior college with the least amount of fumbles. We you got to practice perfectly or expect failure. <laughs> Period. Practice perfectly or expect failure. This is the difference. Show it before you go on the field. Um, Damien, what's up, man? What's going on? Can you hear me? I think you're muted. Can you hear me? Uh, Damien has a uh, technical difficulty. My boy Damien got, got Boost Mobile. All right, so... Um, Ball security continued. This is something that I implement in practice, all right? Must hand the football to one of the referees on the field. So I had refs at every practice. Coach, I can't get refs. There's no way. I can't afford that. Motherfucker, how many injured players you got? How many managers you want out at practice sitting around? Go buy referee jerseys on Amazon.com. Put their asses in it. Have them in this meeting right here so they know what the hell they're doing. And then you have your players hand them the fake referee the ball every single day, every single drill. So your kids get used to handing the referee the ball. Why, Coach? Damn, you're just a disciplinarian asshole. Nah, you know what it is? That means you got the ball when you get up every fucking play. That means you got the ball every single time you get up from the tackle and you're handing the ball to the ref because you didn't fumble it. It's teaching them subconsciously that I got to hand the ball to the ref every time. And I got my coaches running around, cussing their asses out, yelling at them. Ball to the ref, ball to the ref. And the ball better be handed to the ref just like this man on the right is. The ball better be handed to the ref all the way up to the referee. He needs to have it just like that and hand it over right to him or her. And... Those are the little details. If you want to be great, practice greatness. Um, the buzzword for ball security is the ball is never flat. We use that terminology at all times. We have taught our kids ball security, and the buzz term for that is the ball is never flat. Four points of pressure until handed to the ref. The ball's never flat. Right. We, we continue to preach the ball is never flat. The ball is never flat. And we're going to continue to say that as we uh, we get that going. Um, practice tempo. There's three tempos that I have in practice, so we don't have some slapdick shit show going on. We give them what our tempo is that day. Now. Green tempo's full go just like a green light. Yellow tempo, tempo is shells and helmets, and we're th- we're tapping off on the ass. No taking down to the ground. And red tempo is helmets only, attire-wise. We're in helmets only, and obviously there is no contact. So there's three tempos. We give it to them pre-practice. They, are, they also know what they're wearing at practice. They know what... The drills are contact wise because it's green full go. This means it's full go. So there's no, you don't have to worry. You don't have to say, oh, hold up. Duh, duh, duh. No, you're going to give them the three tempos and you're going to tell them every day what our tempo is. It eliminates injury, it eliminates bullshit, it eliminates stupidness that will happen in a game that will get you a 15 yard penalty. You control the narrative. You don't give them the control. <laughs> Coach it or allow it. So what is your tempo? What is your practice tempo? How many do you have? I, I, I actually evolved into two tempos, but right now, for the sake, we're going to continue to use three. Right now, we're live. This is before practice. The kids get to see this. They're like, okay, we know everything about practice. Um, here's our attire, what we're wearing must wear knee pads. If you don't have them, you won't practice. If you're an O-lineman or a quarterback that needs them, you will not practice. Shirts tucked in. Pants, if not white or blue. New rule. I want white or blue pants because we were blue and white and gold, right? Get used to it. Pants must be fully equipped. O-line must have on knee braces or you won't practice. Why? Coach, you're just asshole. Really? First of all, your knee pads got to be pulled down in high school and college. You got to have your knee braces under your pads. And then you got to be fully equipped and your jersey can't hang out. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to practice what the fuck we preach. We're going to practice it in practice because perfect practice makes perfect. So then we don't got to teach the shit in the game when the kid's jersey's out. We got a 15-year penalty. He has to come out the game. We got to bring in a new guy in. You're not prepared. So guess what? We're going to do it in practice but you're going to show them before practice. So now you're not yelling at them at practice because you didn't have this meeting and now you just showed up to the grass two minutes before practice. And now you're like, where's your pads at? Where's your knee brace? Why aren't your ankles taped? Da-da-da-da-da. Everything you guys go through as coaches and you know, I'm right. And I'm telling you right now, and you're all probably sitting there like, damn, you can eliminate it by doing pre-practice meetings, creating PowerPoint, show them. These kids are visual aid learners. They're not fucking, they're going to go in one ear and out the other if you just tell them, hey, Johnny, make sure you're fully geared, ready to go tomorrow. No, show them. Um, (whistles) Must have attitude today. We're going to discuss it before practice. Be tough, aggressive, and tenacious. Be poised, self-confident. Be enthusiastic. Show excitement about practice. Every day is an interview. Remember that. Someone is always watching. Push yourself. I know when to pull back. You go until I say stop. Trust me. I've done this. Remember, not everyone has the ability to practice college football like you do today. Cherish it. Care for one another. Keep things in-house. We're only as strong as our weakest link. This is just tidbits to give them before practice. Anything helps. All information helps. Um, okay, now we're talking defense, all right? We're going to talk defense. So this is a practice structure that we're going to show. Now we're just now we're referring to defense and today's today's focus is tackling, okay? So we're going to discuss tackling today and um we're going to discuss a focus on tackling because we're live, we're green tempo, right? We're green tempo practice. We're going to discuss practice, and we're going to discuss how not to have injuries occur by coaching it the right way. So first of all, my, I had a staff meeting like I'm having now, and I'm, and we're showing film and addressing our staff how we're going to coach the kids later on in a tackling drill, all right? So what is the best things to do to implement tackling? In my opinion, Pete Carroll's opinion, uh, Nick Saban's opinion, it's angle tackle and board drills. And this is something you should do in the spring. And if you're in a place like California that don't have pads in the spring, then what you do is in the summer, uh, you still do it with no pads, by the way, but in the summer, um, we're going to we're gonna get after it in the fall and the summer camp, and we're going to do angle tackle, five-yard Squares and 10 yard squares, and then we're going to do board drills every day. And there's three types of board drills that you do. If you guys are interested in those things, hit me up, email me coachjb12 at gmail, and I will send you that stuff via film or description. So let me share with you real quick. Uh, first of all, key components when tackling that we want to see, and then I'm going to show you some film. All right. First of all, we're going to do angle tackle today at practice, all right? We're going to show you today what we're going to do. But right now, this is what I'm showing the kids. Key components today that I want to see out here in two hours at practice, all right? First of all, we're going to square up, all right? We're going to square up. We're going to have our eyes up. We're going to wrap up. These are buzzwords that you need to be using with your players. So go create buzzwords that they know. And I'll t- and I'll coach you up when we show the film here in a minute. But wrap up hat on the show upfield shoulder. That's a huge one. We want our hat on the upfield shoulder. So do you see Wagner there? You see his his hat is on the upfield shoulder there. So what? Why? What are we doing? We're cutting out the air. We're taking the air out, and we're giving them only. We're using the sideline as our twelfth man. So he can't cut back on us. We want our hat on the upfield shoulder. We want proper leverage and we want to run our feet. These are all things you need to be coaching during either the board drill or the angle tackle drill that you're going to do at practice today. And your coaches should be enthusiastic, running around, coaching it up, not observing it. We work it. We work practice. So, This is how I want to see it. Look at how erect Wagner's back is and how his neck is up and how his eyes are up and how his head is back. His head is not down. The crown is not down. His eyes are not down. We never want to see a hat or eyes down. We always want to run our feet. The most common injury, neck injury, spine injury, is because we stop our feet, our eyes are down, we hit with the crown of our hat, And we end up being a fucking paraplegic. A coach's worst nightmare. If you run your feet and you fuck up and have your hat down just a little bit, you'll probably save your life. But if you stop your feet and you have your hat down, your spinal cord and thoracic vertebrae is going to compress much more violently than it would if your feet were running. Little shit. Are you coaching this up, coaches? Or are you fucking allowing your babies to almost break their necks out here because I see the worst fucking tackling drills going on in high school that I've ever seen. And you guys should be fucking ashamed of yourself because you ain't willing to put in the work and coach yourself before you ever try to fucking coach a kid. And that is what I said with the quote of the day was. Learn to coach yourself before you coach others because you're doing them a disservice if you're not out there getting better as a coach. So that's what we're going to practice on today. Now, let me show you the bad. Key components when I what I do not want to see today at practice. I don't want to see half body arm tackles. Not only will we hurt the tackler and rip cartilage out of our fingers and rip our wrist apart, but we're going to break a ball carrier's leg, femur, Achilles, leg, whatever it may be because we're horse-collaring, because we're lazy tacklers, we're not running our feet, we're not head on the upfield shoulder, we're not eyes up. This is what I do not want to see. Half-body arm, eyes down, grabbing, head on the wrong shoulder. Unproper leverage. Not running your feet. There you go. Coach's worst nightmare, what we do not fucking want to see the man for the 49ers right there on the left side. It's just, it's textbook what I don't want to see. Crown down, feet stopped, neck down, eyes down. Just a paraplegic waiting to happen. Coaches, be better. Coach it up. Coach yourself up. Learn how to properly teach the kids what to and not to do. These are things you can implement in practice every day. And I advise you to do whatever your defensive philosophy is. You need to instill two things every day. Pursuit the football, 11 man, 11 men to the ball, right? And proper tackling techniques. You need to be implementing that every day. How do I do that, coach? You need to do angle tackle every fucking day. In my opinion, if I'm the head coach again, just like anyone in this room will tell you, I did angle tackle every day. I did board drills every day. Why? Because it takes 10,000 hours to perfect something. So we're going to do it as much as we fucking can. Um, And then at the end of the day, if it's not on your mind, it'll never be on your finger. So preach it to them. Let them know. Because you'll never get today back. Today's gone. It's over. Cinco de Mayo today. Holy shit, Pete. That's why Pete's here. My Mexican homies are here because it's Cinco de Mayo. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> um, but seriously, if it ain't on your mind, it ain't on your finger. It'll never be there. So make sure we're preaching it before we hit the field. So now, now they're going to go get, they're going to go get ready. Uh, they got time to get the trainer. They're t- time to get all their shit ready. And now you've given them ample time. They know what to do. I used to give them at least an hour and a half before we hit the field after our meeting. And remember we used to practice at 5 in the morning fellas so that meeting right there was like at 4 in the morning just so you know Now if it was 5 in the morning most nights we would have the meeting the night the night before they would get to see that and then the next morning early morning practices they would have training room to get ankles and knees taped and and leg and put their knee braces and then ample opportunity to travel to get to the stadium or wherever we were practicing So sometimes if it was a weekend I would bump it back a little bit, especially in the fall or in summer. We wouldn't practice that early, but we would have early morning meetings and then practice, let's say, at 10 in the morning, we'd have that meeting at 8. So it just depends on how you structure your program and your your information and how you do all your things. It's all about that. But um, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Damien, I agree. Um, Damien, what up, man? I just read your chat thing, you know, and I'm going to share it with everybody because Damien's right. He said the biggest thing he's seen the last two stops of his is is most head coaches fail to prepare their coaches, their assistants. Um, they also fail to have meetings or install plans. Practices are, bor- are boring and coaches show having no clue what the daily agenda is because coaches nowadays don't meet with they don't So people, you know, my staff knew we, we had staff meetings three times a day. I mean, we had three staff meetings a day and then we had a recruiting meeting on top of that. And then we have a training meeting. I had more meetings than anybody, but not only with the team, but then I mean with the coaches, but then with the players, we'll have probably two meetings plus a study hall, right? Plus weights in the morning or whenever. So um, it, yeah, it's a shame, dog. I agree. That I, I see it at college, bro. I see it at the JUCO level. I've been going around speaking, and I see it there. The coach, they don't even have staff meetings. How are the assistants going to really know what the fuck's going on? And then my whole thing is, though, the assistant coaches, too, also have to understand if this is not your final destination, you have to start preparing yourself for tomorrow, too. So you might have to get out the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, can you hear me? You still muted. Oh, sh- there you go.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just uh Man, just listening to you talk, man, that's just the, the daily frustrations of my life out here coaching sometimes, man, just yeah. like the coaches. Man, I see coaches show up with with plays drawn out on a fucking piece of
0: paper. Yeah, dude. man, it's bad. I know. <laughs> I know, man. And that's the problem. Like, you got guys like you that want to really learn it, want to get a coach at it. And that's why I kind of feel shitty sometimes when I'm not coaching. I'm like, there's a lot of good young guys out there that want to do it, but they're not being – taught by the head coach cause he's just a slapdick trying to get through his tenure teaching job. Right. And then, yeah. and then you got guys that really want to do it like yourself. And then it's, it's unfortunate cause it'd be great to like be under somebody to learn some shit. And, and a lot of guys are getting disservice. Um, but
1: yeah, I, t- I take the time out to kind of, you know, do my own studies, you know what I'm saying? Put the stuff that I know from playing and, and uh just gathering materials up from other coaches and, and attending clinics uh
0: <laughs> no doubt you know
1: trying to, try to do my own my own due diligence I've, No doubt. You know
0: you got done, you went to the glazer it. in february what's that you, were you at the glazer in february
1: no nah, not this past one not this past one i was kind of, i think i was busy with my sons basketball you, you been to
0: the afca at all ever
1: no nah, i haven't i haven't
0: so that that's, that's right. a yearly gonna, thing. I would advise you become a member, go on afca.com, become a member and then every month every uh month you'll get a magazine, different things that people send you. You can take that for what it is, but I've been a 20 in a row. Last year was the first year I missed, man, and and uh because I just it's a it's such a spectacle for me now cuz it, it's all about they want to meet me, pictures, and autographs and I and it's cool, but I I'm like, you know what it ain't. It ain't for me no more if I'm not really coaching. I'm not going to go there be a spectacle. So I didn't go last year, but I advise you to go to that every year. Every year it's somewhere new. Um, it's not only, a, you know, reunite with all the homies and your boys and everything, but also it's 10,000, 15,000, Division One, NFL, Division Two, II, Three, JUCO, NAI coaches from across the country that they go. They have different meetings. You get to hear big-time coaches speak. Then you get to see buzz sessions, which is like chalk talk wars and and get to see different coaches. You want to see, like, you want to know a DC. You want to see a DB coach. You want to see a linebacker coach. So the AFCA is a good thing. Um, and then the Glazers are local. You know, you got one in Vegas and Anaheim every year, um, yeah, or Irvine in I, Vegas I got every year.
1: Pre-COVID.
0: Yeah, co- I got, yeah. I got the
1: last one pre COVID, but yeah, I really got back out, man. Trying to get back in the groove, man. You know, we yeah. played like six games the last two years. So. Oh, I <laughs> no doubt,
0: no doubt. You're at Pacific.
1: Uh, I moved on, man. I just just officially moved on because uh they they switched coaches and I was I was there for a couple practices and I just didn't feel it, man. Oh, Okay, didn't feel it, man. Gotcha. So so I went and got another job. So
0: okay, I'm waiting to see how this turns out. No doubt. All right, say stay stay tuned. I'm gonna show some film real quick. All right, cool. Um, so here we go. So. Now, we've taken that PowerPoint and now we're going to come out and we've we've done our pre-practice, we've done our pat and go, whatever we're doing, and now we're going to have we're going to run we're going to do angle tackle. And every single coach better be coaching angle tackle, all right? So, I want to s- explain the drill first, okay? I want to explain the drill. So, you see these cones on the ground, okay? You see these cones here. Everybody else better be back. I don't want nobody tight behind this line. The coaches should be controlling that. They should be toes on the line. Get them the fuck back. Nobody's in the film. We don't want to fucking have anybody in the film. And we want to make sure we're controlling the narrative there. All right? So all these cones are at five-yard intervals. All right? This is one that starts here. And then this is the second cone that goes there. We're running at an angle. The offensive ball carrier's rule is he can only make one cut. He can only make one cut inside that five-yard box. The defense of teaching point to the player is he has to take the air out of the ball carrier. And he has to run his feet, hat on the upfield shoulder, eyes up, And the things we just showed them on the pre practice PowerPoint, right? So, we're going to be using buzzwords to the ball carrier. Look at this guy's ball in his hand. Looks just like the film, doesn't it? Ball security's job security. His job is not focusing on stripping the football right now. We're focusing on staying alive, staying out of the hospital, and making a football tackle. We're gonna have our head up, eyes up, run our feet. We're not grabbing, we're not reaching. We're, we're going to have our hat on the upfield shoulder. And our the number one buzzword in this drill is take the air out. What does that mean, coach? That means we want to meet the ball carrier before he gets close to this touchdown right here. That means take the air out and meet him on his side of the line of scrimmage. Take the air out. Because the more air there is in between the ball carrier and the tackler, the more advantage it goes to the ball carrier. Just think about giving Barry Sanders 10 yards of space inside of a 10-yard box. You are fucked. Cut the air out and make sure you allow your teammates to get there, number one, if you aren't going to make the tackle. But number two, it eliminates jukes, cuts, and different things for the offensive player to do if you cut the air out. That's 90% of the battle. This is day one practice one, so you're going to see a lot of shitty fucking football out here. So I just want to explain the drill. Offense gets one cut. Defense gets cuts, takes the air out. We want to see proper technique on the defensive um, player, and we want to see the offensive player run hard and fast and make one cut okay so that is the objective of this drill now here we go so the offensive player ball security is number one uh let's start over he's going to try to get to that point and let's start it here all right here we go let's watch it we'll rewind it just like we're watching it coaches should be coaching each position group so we also so you know We've matched up running backs with linebackers, tight ends. We've matched big safeties up with tight ends or big receivers. We've matched up receivers and DBs. We've matched up D-line and O-line. In this drill, we don't use O-line. We do use D-line. Our D-line will learn how to angle tackle. We won't use O-linemen, though. So O-line is down in the end zone with the O-line coach, and they're doing extra endo because we've designed it that way. I'm not going to have my O-linemen in angle tackle drill, right? Doesn't make sense. So those are the only positions that's not in there. Sometimes I throw the quarterbacks in there to teach them something, and also the kickers in case we have a botched kick. We'll teach them angle tackle here and there, but not a heavy dosage. I'm not ignorant, but I will teach some things. So here we go. So here's the angle tackle. He makes one cut inside the t- cones. He cannot go outside the cones. Makes one cut. Now, what does the defensive uh, what does the defensive player do wrong here? He's hesitant. He's not cutting, taking the air out. Right. He's not taking the air out. Remember, we're in a five by five space. We want to be able to tackle you inside of a phone booth. And look at he's reaching. Hat hat on the upfield shoulder. Right. Where's the upfield shoulder? He's reaching, which we taught on the PowerPoint not to do. He stops his feet and he doesn't take the air out. All bad juju. Offensive player, ball security is pretty good. We make sure he put two hands on it across the goal line, what we taught him to do. Offensive guy wins this drill. Remember, every time everything's a competition, so we're taking notes on this. I have my microphone in my hand. Coaches should be running around to the drill. We should be yelling out buzzwords, teaching it, coaching it, and not allowing it. All right. The drill's going. Boom. Offensive guy, we want to make one cut. He said, fuck it. I'm a big back. I'm going to just go. Uh, The defensive guy, okay? Look, not bad wrapping up. I want the crown of the helmet up. I don't like the eyes. Uh, Not horribly bad, but not great. And I want his head on the upfield shoulder. Um, it's it's probably a C minus, um, but it's better than the last guy. So we're improving on just two reps. But I want to see his feet continue to run, and I want to see him on the upfield shoulder. And I want his eyes up bo- more. Okay, I want his eyes up more. I want I want to run his feet through contact, and I don't. I like him cutting, taking the air out here. He's taking the air out, so we give the – what I say, if you take the air out, it eliminates juke moves, right? So look what it did. It made the ball carrier only be able to run you over. That's the only option. So now your other 10 players can come help, and you got got a decent – you know, it's not a bad – not a bad deal. Not a great rep, but not a horrible one like the first one. So here we go. Um. Not bad. I don't like like the false step by the linebacker here or the DB. I want to see him go, shoot his hands, go. I don't mind it, Uh, at at least at the point of contact, which is horrible by both sides here. The point of contact, at least his eyes aren't totally down, so I don't mind it. But at the same time, I want to see his eyes up more. I want to see his back a little more erect. And I don't want to see him drop to his knees. I want to see him run his feet through the ball carrier, taking out the air, okay? Um, I want to see that a little bit. Be- I want to see that a little better. Um, this is horrible. Horrible. And I just want you to know something, okay? That 64 corner right there plays for the Atlanta Falcons now. So please understand they are not they fuck up too. This is his freshman year by the way. And I used to dog cuss his ass. This is a neck injury waiting to happen. A shoulder injury waiting to happen. Um, Now, he has contact courage. He's a DB. We're going to try to take the player's knees out. That's fine and dandy. But this is bad juju for his health. I don't want to see this. And his feet stop. He doesn't take the air out. He doesn't meet him on his side of the line of scrimmage. His eyes are down. It's a neck injury waiting to happen. I love that kid to death, Delrick Abrams. I believe he's in the USFL right now. He was with the Falcons. Um, But he's so tall. He's 6'4". You got to make sure that. And you know he can bend because look at him pre-snap. He's bent. Look, he's great technique. But I want to see his eyes up, run his feet, and wrap up. Wrap up. That's a shoulder injury waiting to happen. We don't want to see it. Um, This is just horrible. One move, and that's it. Look at that horrible stiff as a porn dick linebacker. He is fucking stiff as a porn dick. And he probably got cut that day. I don't know. Um, But that is just how not to do it. And remember, I used to make drill film on how not to do shit. Because this is just horrible in every aspect, right? And and then we want to make sure that the player runs back to the line. Run your ass, get your ass over there. You fucked up all right um let's get back to this all right so we want to make sure you're right where you're teaching them look at this stops his feet arms down not ready to engage drops his eyes crown of his helmet bad bad technique um give me one minute i'll let you watch a little bit of this i'll I'll be back in one minute All right, here we go. Um, let's see here. Now, this guy here is a better that he's, t- he's taking the air out. He's getting over there. He has contact courage. We get that. But then he's on his upfield shoulder. He's not there. He's, he's not wrapping. His eyes are up. He, he, he's running his feet, but he's just running. He's not under control Taking the air out—that's what we don't want to see. Eyes up. What are we do what are we? What do we show in the in the pre-practice PowerPoint? We don't want to grab. We don't want a half-arm tackle. We want to square up, run our feet, eyes on contact. Bad rep, right? Bad rep. Let's see this one. Bad Hospital waiting to happen. Hospital waiting to happen. Again, stops our feet. Eyes are completely down. This is a fucking nasty one. Look at that. Look at the helmet. You can't even see it. It's so fucking deep. His eyes and neck are down. This is a catastrophic injury waiting to happen. Coaches, got to coach it up and stop allowing it. This is horrible. Tomorrow's meeting that's going to be about the same meeting we had today before practice. Tomorrow's practice is going to have film in it, and it's going to show this right here. And I'm going to motherfuck everybody on defenses, plus the coaches on defense, in a staff meeting tonight... Because that's right here is going to get us fucking fired. And a kid thrown in jail. I mean a kid thrown in the hospital. So understand this is a serious fucking thing you guys are in control of. So go coach it, not allow it. And make sure that we're teaching proper technique because this guy just almost broke his neck. And you guys don't have a fucking idea on how close that is to breaking his neck. And so run our feet Eyes up and control. Let me see if I have a film. So before this, before this, uh, before this drill, um, I do something pr- pr- spring ball that helps this drill out. So this, uh, it's a bad job by me. We're not just running out here banging on angle tackle. By the way, I have taught this in a walkthrough scenario, and usually I use. For you guys if you want to go cheap, go get broomsticks, cut them up. Put them behind their backs in their in their arms and you walk angle tackle with their with the PVC pipe in between in their in their arms back here like this. So what does it do? Teaches your eyes and back and neck to be up, run your feet, and then you don't get to use your arms. That means you have to run and take the air out without trying to grab And use your arms. So you put PVC pipe back here or or a broomstick. You can use a broomstick. And uh, I'm trying to see if I have the drill because we used to film that drill as well. I'm trying to see if I have it here. Um, Let me see if I have it. I have it, but I I don't have it, so I gotta I gotta implement it into the uh, into the system. Um, Here's a little better, cleaner version. Uh, Some angle tackle again. Um, You can see a little more of it, but but it's great tool. It's a great teaching tool to to before you start to bang. Put a PVC pipe in between their arms, in the back of their arms, a broomstick whatever you want to use, run their feet, take the air out, and it keeps their eyes and neck up and back. And then that way you don't, wor- you don't teach them to tackle using their arms. So, so eliminate their arms in a drill pre the initial tackle drill that we're showing here. All right? I should have had that ready to show, and I apologize. All right, so bad coaching. Um, make sure the offensive play, the uh, ball carrier is not pointing his foot. See how he's starting to get an advantage by pointing his foot? Teach the little things. That's cheating, all right? He's already got the advantage because he knows where he's going. Let's make sure that we eliminate that. Point his foot straight ahead as the ball carrier. And so the defensive guy knows. Now yeah, He doesn't know. So we're all making this. Ta- so just so we you know, today we'll do angle tackle going right, defense is left. And then tomorrow we'll go left, defense is right. So make sure you switch it up daily and make sure you're using those things. Um accordingly don't just go all the same way every day all right make sure you get it both ways um defensive coaches what did he do wrong what is this what did he do wrong see and if you guys are listening and it's internet this should be interactive by by now you guys should start calling in and and it'll be a it'll be a pretty good deal um let me see let me get this fixed here um but you guys should call in, and I'm gonna share the link again. Um, let me ask my boy Damien. Damien, you in here? Unmute your mic. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this full screen again. All right, you can see it. What's he do wrong, my dog? You see you see what the defense did. What's he doing? You see it? Let me let me get rid of you. I'm gonna take you out. But you can talk. Can I? Can you talk?
1: It's kind of waiting on him waiting
0: on him all day all day long right look at him he's waiting on the ball carrier he doesn't take the air out so the buzzword and the and the verbiage if you're coaching up you're getting interviewed is coach he ain't taking the air out he ain't running his feet his eyes now down at the point of contact he ain't wrapping up those are all things that should be talked about you should be telling these guys and if you're getting interviewed and because at the next level coaching interviews are on film and they're going to ask you hey coach what do you see here Shit, coach, he, he ain't taking the air out. He ain't running his feet, eyes down. Um, so this, this one here, same thing. Look at this, like horrible eyes, horrible. That's why you can see now that, that you see why I put broomsticks behind their arms before this, this drill so you can get eliminate their arms and then you start teaching them to take the air out. See, what happens is, look, he's already blind. He's trying to tackle because he's just trying to make a blow-up hit. No arms, no eyes, and you're asking for injury, or you're whiffing and just getting allowing a touchdown. So, uh, let's see here. Hopefully, we got a good one, and you can say what he did right. But first of all, and we want to make sure the defensive uh, uh, toes are on the line. He's a yard behind the, the cone. That's he's already disadvantaged. <laughs> Again. Don't take the air out. Upfield shoulder is compromised, and we're not in any position to tackle. Um, Horrible by the offensive guy. He's going to – that guy right there is in pink already. He's going to stay in pink, and then he's going to run. So we got to coach both sides of the football, but that was a bad deal. Again, horrible. He's running lateral here, right? He's He's not on the other side of the line of scrimmage. He's running laterally, and he's not taking the air out. And now he's dropping his eyes. Touchdown. You're at the goal line, dog. Like, get your ass going. Like, get your ass on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Meet him in the backfield. And you're going to get hurt on top of it. And he scored on you. He pissed on you on top of all that.
1: Yeah, you see uh, see that a lot in goal line defense.
0: The player stays in the end zone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Trying to meet him at the end zone.
0: That's right there. See that offensive guy? I don't want him pointed so that I just cussed him out, see? I want the offensive player to point and go vertical. So now we ha- it's an even deal here. This isn't an advantage drill. Um, so I believe this is a D-lineman. And obviously, I want the D-lineman to just get to the line of scrimmage. I want him to get across the line of scrimmage. I want them to meet them in the backfield. So I want him... I, if it's a D-lineman, I just want him running reckless abandonment. I want him running fast. Um, because hopefully, we got 11 hats coming behind him. You know what I mean? So I just... I don't expect the D lineman to chase, tackle the running back, but I want to implement that in a drill because he's going to make tackles in the backfield on running back. So we want to make sure that we're doing those things that we're going to do in a game. Um, this guy's across the line of scrimmage. We know he's eager, right? We know this guy's eager, but then he shits the bed. Look at that shit. So we don't want this position <laughs> when we're tackling. We want this position, this being the head and eyes, right? We don't want that L position. We're gonna break our neck. We're going to break our neck or, or hurt our spine. He stopped, his feet are dead. We're not running them. His eyes are completely down, neck down, crown of the helmet. We're not wrapping up, no upfield shoulder, no take the air out. And this is just bad juju waiting to happen all across the board. So that's what we don't want. Not bad. This is its a horrible. He's just not a good player, but a little bit better of kind of my, 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 my drawing on the last play, right? More what I want. It's less L, more erects, back square. And it li- look, the eyes are up here on contact. I don't mind that. Because I got other ball, because we coach up our pursuit so great. I got ten other players coming to smack this cat. I, I that's not bad. I've protected my football player. I've taught him the right thing. He's going to stay safe, and I got ten more players coming because that's my defense philosophy. So I got ten more guys coming, and he's safe. That's what we all can ask for. So that's why we have these pre-practices and these other things. Um. But, you know, he got trucked. That, that's fine. You know, you're going to get to shit talking out there and all that. That's fine. The kid's safe. He, he made contact. He cut the air out. He took the air out, and his eyes are up. And now we got guys coming. So um, his I, I want that defensive guy behind the line of scrimmage, uh, behind that line. Again, eyes down, crown of the helmet down. Fuck. I don't want no, that. No, no I won't wrap anything either. Yeah, we're, we're stopping our feet. Look at his right shoulder. His his go. He goes dead arm here. So uh, you know, run our feet. Get our eyes across. Run our feet. Wrap up. Head up on the upfield shoulder. Just bad juju uh, there. Getting didn't, didn't trucked. <laughs> Hesitant. Why are we stopping on defense? We need to have contact courage, run through the football, take the air out, eyes up, We could have took another yard away took another yard away easy take the air out, take the air out that's huge d lineman here, so you know all I could ask for you know I just want his eyes up, which ain't bad, his eyes are up, and now he's got he's got he's got, he, you know he's got he's got his partners coming and uh we got linebackers scraping. We got safeties filling. Uh, we got our corners fitting. We're good. I, that's all I could really ask for. I like, I like him to – not bad, man, to be honest, for a, for a wobble body D-tackle that probably never played for us. Not bad, though. He's giving effort. You know, I would like to see him shoot his arms here and explode with his hips a little more. But he's a D-lineman. You know, tackle drills aren't huge in that deal. Horrible by the coaches here. He's, he's across the line by a fucking yard. We don't coach it. It's shitty. He gets shook. We ran him back again. This is a leg break waiting to happen. We're now grabbing up top. Look at this. Almost breaks the kid's leg. This mm. is what we don't want because he's half arm tackling. He's not running his feet. He doesn't take the air out. He's now chasing the ass of the offensive player. So he's chasing ass from the back, and now he's going to break a kid's leg because he's horrible at it, and that's why I get pissed at the coaches. Um, And this is day one, man. And and like I said, it's going to look like a shit show. But look at that shit. I mean, holy fuck. I mean, this This guy should not be playing. So if I see something this bad, I will immediately record it on my device. I will take it into my staff room, and I will ask my staff, who in the fuck is this guy? Because this guy shouldn't be on scholarship, A, which he's probably not. He's probably a walk-on. But, B, we're going to get someone hurt. So, let's get him out of the drills and let's start making him a referee and a manager. Because every day, I'm looking for referees and managers. Just so we clear. Make sure you understand this. I'm looking for guys to wear fucking referee jerseys at practice. I got enough players. So, I'm looking to keep you on scholarship. I'll help you out, but you're going to be a fucking referee and learn the game because you're not a player. And these are things head coaches need to be cognizant, mindful of, and assistants, you should be the same way. Holy shit. (laughs) You know, we're catching defensive players, defensive coaches. We don't want to be catchers. We don't want to be catchers. We want to be deliverers. We don't want to be receivers. (laughs) So. (laughs) That is a horrible deal. There, um, you know, fuck. <laughs> let's get let's let's. Jesus Christ, um, Tyler. Let me answer a question. Tyler said, "Coach, how would you deal with high school players who need to gain or lose weight, and we can't control what they eat at home?" Shit, coach. That's that's something that high school players, in that regard. Um, that's something you got to do in nutrition. I, I can share you a nutritional plan, a manual for nutrition, but at the same time, you're going to have to talk to the parents and say, "Listen, this is what this kid needs to do," and you give them a plan. But you can you can lead them to water; you can't make them drink. So, do they want it? I mean, if a kid don't have self motivation, I'm just to be honest, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get him to do it. He's got to have some yeah. self motivation. and, and self motivation is you know the hardest thing. So. Um, this ain't bad. He's taking the air out. I don't like his eyes. I don't like, I don't like the upfield shoulder being free and I don't like the wrap up. Um, he's a strong athletic kid, long athletic kid, but at the same time, I don't like his eyes and, and he, he started at Marshall. He, he might be a, he might get a supplemental shot, a free agent shot, uh, in the league, but he's a six, six DN, you know, um, who's athletic. He started at University of Minnesota as a freshman. You know, he's not bad, but I just, he's a big-time DN. I don't want him to, I just want him to make that. I want it. you know, we're teaching these guys to secure the pocket, make the quarterback step up, not give up the edge. Um, you know, we're teaching those things by these long guys, and so make sure we're just teaching them the, the basic necessities as far as being healthy and those things. Um, you know, this is, a, this is a scat-back kid. This guy has no shot at it. But also, taking the air out, he just, it's a horrible angle. Why are you going there? Upfield shoulder. So, same deal here. Um, You know, so. So, oh, my God. Holy shit. Don't do that. That's why he's in pink. So, um Okay, so, anyway, that was that. Um, Let me share this real quick. So this is kind of the schedule for last day and today. On the audio side, uh, I'm going to end the audio side on Spotify. I'm going to talk offensive stuff next. I'm going to talk about some daily practice routines, and I'm going to discuss some offensive drills that we're going to focus on every day per your philosophy Per your philosophy as an offensive coach, what are you doing every day in practice to secure that you're getting those things done? So today, we just had a defensive meeting, basically. We talked about what we're going to do at practice. We're going to talk. We're emphasizing tackling today. So we did angle tackle drill on the field after we showed it pre-practice on a PowerPoint. Offensively is what? Ball security, job security. So we're going to do ball security drills today. We're going to focus on that. On defense, we're, we're focusing on stance and starts, alignment and assignment, A and A. And then we're going to do tackling, in which that's what we did. Offensively, we're going to practice whatever it is we do philosoph- philosophically on as a coordinator. So we're going to run triple options. So what are we going to do? We're going to run a half-line drill today, and we're going to read half of the field because we run triple option. And that is what I'm going to show you here um, right after these messages. I'll be right back. I'm going to take a piss break. Appreciate you guys coming in and uh, listen to my boy, Marshall Falk. I'll be back in a minute 59. Peace. We all grew up together out here, so. Um, you know, I hope Eric gets a shot, man. I, the people, the, you know, they hired a dude. The Eagles hire, old boy, this motherfucker can't even speak on the damn mic. Like, and they're saying Eric don't interview well. Like, well, shit, he still deserves a shot to say he failed or he proved himself. Like, this dude's getting a shot. He can't even speak.
1: You know, you know oh, when man. people don't interview well, that means they're not speaking your language.
0: No, that's exactly right. I was about to say the like, same shit. Hell it's yeah, like, you're it's
1: right. like, like when they say, you know what I'm saying, You don't know what they're saying. saying. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Nah, I don't understand. That's basically what they're saying.
0: Hell yeah, that's what it is, man. And like I said, until we get some black owners in there, man, to get some black GMs, we got to – it's just one of them things, man. I've had multiple people on talking about it. It's just – it's a shitty thing. We got this Rooney rule, and I don't know if you agree. You know, it's controversial. I've had Marcellus Wiley on. We grew up together as well, man, and Larry Allen and and different dudes in Compton. And we were talking about this, man, before I let you get out of here. I'm like, you know, man, if I was Marvin Jones or Marvin Lewis, who, who took these token interviews with the Cowboys last year and a couple other dudes, and I know Marvin a little bit. Marvin's a great dude. He was at Arizona State last year. But I would be like, Marvin, fuck them. Don't, don't, don't interview. Don't take the interview. Because you know, and it's hard to do, though. And he, and he told me, he's like, JV, it's hard to do for the Young Brothers, though, It's coming up. Because if the Young Brothers see me turn it down, then – they don't have a shot. And I, and it's just in a horrible catch-22 situation, man. And I just think that it's, uh, J.B., it's let's hard. Be real.
1: Let's be real. I love Marvin. But Marvin got to know these people ain't hiring his ass, man. That's what I said. Come on. <laughs> Marvin, man. You, you understand you got the longest tenure for a losing coach in Cincinnati?
0: A black losing coach. Yeah. T- what, shit, 12, 15 years in near.
1: Come on, man. You, you not, you're not getting that you're not getting
0: that that's exactly not, right that's not <sighs> happen. all right all right all right ah. everybody on spotify itunes apple i'll see you guys next tuesday for the coach him hard love him harder show appreciate all you guys coming tell all the coaches you said slapdick sent you himself um YouTube, we're staying on and we're going to continue the show. If you guys on the audio side want more, come on over to YouTube. Tuesday, Thursdays, 5 p.m. Pacific. Brought to you by betonline.ag and DV Sport. Promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. Appreciate you guys and I will see you Tuesday. Peace. These things are, are hidden uh, gems. And it's as cold as the dope games. Like I tell you, people. Coaching job done. Coach 101, get the job done. Always first, second, and none. Get the job done. Coach
1: 101, get the job done. There's no excuses, so you're useless. Get the job done. Coach 101, get the job
0: done. Coach
1: Jason Brown, get the job
0: done. You know how he get down. Get the job done. Coach 101, get the job done. Subscribe, become a member. I'm telling you, you're not going to get this anywhere else. Get the job done. You're watching Coaching 101 with Coach Jason Brown. Get the job done what is your mission state? get the job done. Win is my motto